Hello everybody, welcome back to What's Better Than Great. This is Mike. I'm Shauna. And today we're going to talk about how to stop procrastinating. Yeah, so just today, um, so my plan was to work on a fashion design project and I had been planning to do this for at least a couple weeks now. I'd spent a bunch of money on some courses that I wanted to take and my goal today was to go ahead and start watching a video that would help me to start creating a fashion design project. So I'm getting out of bed, I'm you know getting myself together, doing my morning routine, and I just totally get sidetracked with my phone. Um, for some reason, I just seem to like find every other thing to do but what I set out to do. So in this particular situation, so Mike, I'm mm -hmm. sure you have some great tips on how to combat procrastination such as that. What do you think I should have done? How well, do you think I before we deal with what you should have done, let's think about uh, what is procrastination in the first place, mm -hmm. right? Because the whole thing is that people struggle with it. Some people don't. You don't really know why, right? So what procrastination, in my opinion, generally is, almost has never has anything to do with what's actually happening right procrastination is an emotional issue a lot of times uh that you it displays itself in a certain way so for example if you are intending to do something right a lot of times the real problem is that you don't necessarily see yourself a certain way and that's what causes the problem uh, that leads to procrastination because ultimately um, there's various different ways to procrastinate but it almost always boils down to uh, how you see yourself from my experience um, so what do you mean like elaborate on how you see yourself that how that really how that relates okay. so for example uh, we are all using a map right if you can just understand this uh, as a as a framework for how your brain works, right? You're using a map of not the world, but who you are, right? This is generally, this is what we say when we say self-image, right? You have basically a way that you see yourself and a way that you see other people, right? And so what we tend to do when we make a goal or we decide this is something I want is we see someone else who has it and we say, I want it. Right. The problem is that you wanting it without having an internal shift in the way that you see yourself is uh, what actually stops you from working towards it. So like you have to imagine you want to lose weight. Right. A lot of times you'll see somebody else and be like, man, I wish I looked like that. The problem is you haven't visualized yourself looking like that. Mm. You, you can't imagine yourself in that body. And so I don't know though. I feel like I I don't know if I had the same necessarily that same issue because when I was thinking about doing the project, I envisioned myself doing the project. You know what I mean? Right. I think it was just I agree that it yes, it was an emotional response. It's kinda like giving into instant gratification, like, ooh, I wanna I wanna scroll on, you know, Instagram or I wanna check this thing out on, you know, the internet. Um, but I guess at the same time, yeah, I get what you're saying because uh, 
in some ways you are running from this idea or maybe you're thinking or you know in the back of your mind you're like man am i really going to be able to get this done so you're kind of running from running from it right right and and that's how a lot of times you'll experience it is is like a doubt right mm -hmm. but the reality of it is that it's not it's not that you doubt it now it's that you never fully took on uh, the possibility of it actually being you, right? And, and really, that's the the key to all of this, in in my belief, is that how you see yourself governs your actions, right? So, the reason why you don't, you know, let's say you don't like uh, chicken, right? Somebody offers you chicken, you're not gonna take it, not because you're thinking about your diet or your, you know, anything like that. You're just thinking about Last time I did, I tried this, I didn't like it, right? And and that is a part of the map that you govern yourself by. So in order to change anything about yourself, you have to change the, the map that you have, right? Um, so that's ultimately, in my, what I'm saying is what procrastination is, is actually using the wrong map to get to a destination. I'm still kind of lost on the whole okay. map analogy. Okay. So you not seeing, you seeing yourself a certain way creates your decisions, right? So if you see yourself as, for example, this is something that we talk about a lot. Uh, if you say, hey, I'm an introvert. I'm just not the type of person who does this and this and this. You're, the words that you use during that statement are literally what you what you are seeing as a map for yourself, right? I and, would think and of a map as being, I guess in the context of a goal, it's like you see yourself at point A, you're trying to get to point B, but your, your lack of positive self-image and seeing yourself at point B creates a diversion or a distraction. Well, so before you get to the distraction, that's, that's the problem because... I'm thinking about it in context as like right. a, uh, the analogy of a map. So I'm trying right. to figure out. So think of it as this, right? If you have a map, right? And you you know you're trying to, let's say you're trying to get to the gas station, right? If you're looking at a map and the map says to go straight, turn left, and then turn right, you know the directions to take. And you would take them because you know you have a set destination, mm -hmm. right? If you're not using the right map, then you're, or you don't know the path, then you would take any turn that seems like, okay, well, maybe this will take me. So it's, it's, that's the analogy of the map is that you're not you necessarily. You have the wrong map basically when you're getting distracted. It, it's, that's one of the things uh, that is the, the most important thing, right? Is, okay. Do I see myself actually doing this? Right. Right? How you get to that point is to, number one, actually say, okay, is this even important to me for real? Or is this just something that tweaked my interest for a moment and then it faded away? Right? A lot of times people don't set goals based on something they actually want. They're just enticed uh, by their ego, you know? And it's not really important. So it's easy to let go of um, because it was never important. Right. Um, but when you actually set a goal that's based on thought and, 
you know, knowing that you want to get to a destination, then it's only ever two things, right? It's only ever, I don't have a, the correct map, right? Or the, the right way to see myself, or I don't have a clear outline of how to get there, right? Well, I would say I, I get that. And I think that that's definitely true for it's, it's easy to procrastinate when you don't really know how to get to where you're trying to be. That's definitely true. I think sometimes though, I know in my experience, sometimes I know how to get there. It's just that I'm looking at everything that I have to do and I just get really overwhelmed by that, by the idea of doing everything that I know taking, you know what I mean? Like some people just get overwhelmed with, man, I gotta do all this to get to where I'm trying to be, okay maybe I should just take it one step at a time. And I think that's what's helped me a lot of times is just literally breaking it down to what's in front of you. Like right. what's step number one and then breaking that down into actions like, okay, I'm gonna be doing this project, let me turn my computer on. Let me, all right, good, if my computer's on, let me you know, put out all the tools that I need to do this. And then I literally just go, I just break it down. Um, at least, you know, that's, uh -huh. that's kind of how I approach it. Um, and you know what? I, I agree with you because uh, if you really, I would say this: if you if you have a step by step process, sometimes it can overwhelm people. I know that uh, you know for me, uh, it's harder to uh, think about things from the perspective of like these are all of the steps I have to complete because then you're thinking about trying to do all of those steps, but um, I think that a part of it too is you're probably also giving yourself a small amount of time to do it, right? Which means that you have some, another thing that's just not a realistic thing. So it kind of, it still just goes back to you. You get what I'm saying? It goes back to like, are you the type of person that wants to take time? That's patient. If you're not patient and you know that this is going to take time, you're more likely to quit. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So, again, it, it I've never seen it be a case where you knew what you needed to do um, and didn't do it based on anything other than a personal, the way that you see yourself, right? If you see yourself as someone who's like, uh, for example, the, um, the reason why a lot of people don't get the job that they want or they don't have... Uh, let's say a college degree, right? Is because they don't truly accept them that aspect of themselves, maybe in the time frame that they want to see it. But that's patience, right? So or that's ex dedication. Ex can you elaborate on how can you change your self-image to where you see yourself? Because I guess some people may struggle with trying to see themselves as the type of person that would meet that goal, right. which creates that feeling that okay I don't think I can do this which causes them to put put off that goal or put off the steps that would get them there right so how can they change that self-image so they can so they can hopefully get back on track with what they want to do right so and here's the important thing right uh, it's gonna be a challenge uh, and the the real answer is you have to know yourself you have to, and, and the way you get to know yourself is to decide what your purpose is in life. 
right? I know that this is going really, really uh, away from what we're talking about, but a, a real part of the problem is that most people set goals based on what they think other people would like to see for them instead of what they really want in the first place. So if you set a goal to be a bodybuilder, right? Why is that important to you? That's really the first question. Why do I even want this? Right? So you're you're getting to the meaning that it gives you in order to get to a place where it solidifies your image, that self-image. Well, well, I would say this, and this is my belief, right? I I believe don't change yourself unless unless you know you want this thing. Because what could happen is that you get what you thought you want and then you're not happy, which uh, is more devastating and more traumatic than not getting what you wanted in the first place, oftentimes. So I think that it's more important to fully align yourself with the goal by knowing that that's what you really want without anybody else's um, programming in you. Like, you're, you know, your mom might have told you like, oh, well, this, um, this is the, the best thing about you know the best uh, the best thing you could aspire to right and that's really her it's not really you making that decision it's you trying to please your mom or it might be your teacher saying that you know really intelligent people always go to college or they always go into this field or you get which what I'm is basically why you're saying you have to kind of purge yourself and figure out what is really true to your what is true to you and exactly. what you want and what your what you feel like your true purpose is um, in order to align yourself with that image, which and then would help you to stay on course and not procrastinate, Right. essentially. And, and here's the other part of it, too, is that once you know who you are and you know your purpose that you've decided for yourself, you, you know your potential, right? You know that if I do, if I set a goal and I do it every day for 20 or 30 or 40 years, you know that you're, you have a goal that is achievable and you can see yourself in the future 40 years from now with the accomplishment that you're after. So once you see that, then you can say, hey, you know what? Every time I'm doing something, I'm doing it in a way that now I owe myself. Now I'm doing this because I know that this is what I want. And every time I procrastinate and I get sidetracked, I'm letting myself down in the future. And that is, that's, in my opinion, the most healthy way to approach goals uh, is by knowing that you're only doing it for you or for the people that you love or whatever it is that is the reason why you feel like it's important. And then just going full steam ahead uh, with that as your goal. But then you also have the, the ability to be patient because you've set a goal so far down the, down the road that's like, I mean, I got 50 years. I've got 100 years. I've, you know, as long as I'm alive, I'm, I'm going toward my, toward my goal. Mm-hmm. So I think really that's the thing is, is when you have the right perspective, right? And that's really, I guess, what we're talking about now when we talk about self-image or we talk about procrastinating is that you're not really procrastinating. You just really don't know what you want. You know, you really, you really are just kind of like, oh, this would be cool. That would be fun. This would be interesting. And it's, it's all based on an, uh, an emotion that's in the moment. And it's not really based on something that's concrete that sits, uh, 
that you could even be obsessed over. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and that's ultimately what it would take for and you I to think, not procrastinate. And that's interesting because I didn't really think about it like that because you're right. If you are, if something catches your attention to the point where you become so, you know, you dive so deep into whatever that is, it would be natural for you to be interested enough to just go into it. It should be something that's natural and organic that you wouldn't, it would be difficult for you to procrastinate because you're so interested in it. And you're right, in order to figure that out, you really do have to know yourself and figure out. And so I guess that begs the question of, I guess some people may think, you know, how do I figure out, how do I figure that out? I don't know how to figure out what, I mean, I, I do like a lot of things, but how do I narrow that down to going from a place of interest to a place where I have a specific goal? Like, okay, you know what I mean? Like some people just struggle there. I don't know what I want to do. How do I figure out, how do I figure that out? Right. So the, the short answer is going to be, uh, I've actually put together a couple of articles on what's better than great. It's actually um, on the site, but ultimately the important thing is this. Um, if you want to know yourself, then you have to really, really dive deep. It's a process. It's not going to be something where you spend 20 minutes and you know, you get what I'm saying? Uh, and the reason why is because you've, if you really think about it, you've been programmed and told what is right by other people your whole entire life, right? So the way that, the way that we learn is by other people telling us from a position of authority. You've never been your own authority. So ultimately, the first thing you have to do is question everything you know and ask yourself if it's true t still to you. If it's not true to you, you But gotta... how do you figure out if it's true to you or not? Like, is right. it that what naturally gets your attention or... Okay, so let, let's think about it like this. Um, and we'll go as, as simple as possible with the example. Uh, let's say dating, right? Because people usually start being interested in the opposite sex or whatever, whatever sex they're interested in at like early teens, right? So... If you are conditioned to think, oh, yeah, I like uh, tall, dark, and handsome, right? Then the only thing you're looking for is tall, dark, and handsome. Uh, and the problem with that is maybe you don't like that. Maybe what actually, maybe what you're actually attracted to is, uh, you know, guys who are uh, shorter, you know, lighter skinned, uh, lighter hair. You know, maybe you like somebody who is more, uh, less materialistic, more materialistic. You really got, it's not a, it's not like a one size fit all. And, and I don't think that, I think that the thing that makes people unhappy in life in general is thinking that they have to, you, you've heard the term square peg in a round hole. Yeah. Right. That's what you're doing. Anytime that you're unhappy. Anytime that you're procrastinating, anytime that you're not moving in the direction you want to go with your life, you are the square peg that doesn't fit through the round hole. And you're like literally forcing yourself because you're not you're not creating your own worldview anymore. So you're saying that maybe this fashion design project isn't necessarily what I want. Maybe it's uh, something different, which is why it's so hard for me to stay on course with it. And, and you know what? Here's the thing. It may or it may not be, but you won't know until you actually 
dive into yourself. And that's really the key is, is it took me probably about three to six months of constant daily uh, introspection to really, and, and focused introspection to find out who I am to really get it. And even then it's a question, it's not an answer. So you have to just say, this is my decision. It's not, it's not so much like a... Yeah, th- at some point, you have to make a decision. I mean, there's so many possibilities. You know what I mean? Like, you could have a dozen and one interests in different things, but it's like trying to figure out what's... And I guess, you know, I've heard somebody say you don't have to necessarily have just one thing. Right. You know, you don't have to necessarily... It doesn't have to be, ba- you know, a, a goal based on a vocation um, it could be something as simple as, you know, you want to start walking twice right, a day or right. you want to, you know, you want to, um, you know, decrease the amount of cholesterol you have in your diet or, um, right. I know. think, I think that really what it boils down to is that it has to be something that you feel is important. You don't have to necessarily enjoy it constantly, but it has to be enjoyable. Right. Uh, because, I mean, think about it like this. There are no two people that are exactly alike in the world, right? What are the odds that there are billions and billions and billions of people born, you know, throughout time and no one is alike 100%? You know what I mean? That that by itself is uh, should let you know that you kind of have a purpose, at least in my opinion. That's how I approached it myself is... You have to have a purpose because of how unrealistic it would be for you to be different than anybody else, let alone everybody ever, you know? And so the things that you like, the things that you're drawn to are somehow related to something that is in your purpose. That doesn't necessarily mean that your purpose should just be natural. I don't necessarily think it should be natural for you to just like automatically go to your purpose because that would mean it would be for some people it's natural to be distracted and you're just you know you're just at the will of whatever your brain pulls you towards they go back to their you know they're like oh well i'm a procrastinator and right them you know stating that is a self-fulfilling prophecy basically right i think that really what you have to do is is make a decision right on hey this is who I am and this is my life's purpose. Now, the hard part, and this is something that I say in the article that I wrote about discovering your life's purpose, the hardest part is knowing that you have infinite amounts of possibilities because you are nothing but potential from this moment forward. And that's right? the thing that's scary because it's like there's so many different things you could do. I mean, I think the trouble is, and I've said this I said it, I'm saying it again, but basically it's like figuring out what is it, what should I be doing? You know right. what I mean? And I guess that's the big question I think a lot of people have is like, what is it, what I have, there's, you're right, there's millions of things I could be doing. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it's, at some level you have to be able to kind of, you have to figure out what your interests are, which is, which is like you said, you're kind of just drawn to certain things. Um, that just naturally pique your attention. Um, and I think sometimes people just view it as, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with viewing it as a hobby, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, I guess, you know, going back to what we were talking about procrastinating, right? you're saying that 
if you're procrastinating on something, it could just be that it's just not something you should be doing. It, and that's the thing. It really could be something that you shouldn't be doing. And it also could be something that you are afraid to do that you should be doing. Right. Or and something so it's that, like, how do you tell the difference between the two? I mean. So from, from my experience, it's the way that you procrastinate. Right. So there's there's multiple types of procrastination. Right. So some people procrastinate through uh, distraction. Right. Generally speaking, these people are not emotionally able to uh, deal with something. Right. So, for example, with me, uh, before I started to really dive deep into what I wanted for my life, I I procrastinated by essentially playing video games constantly. Right. And a part of the reason why I was was procrastinating like that is because I didn't want to make a decision that would limit me and then be like, well, I made the wrong choice, right? This is, uh, it's actually a way of being a perfectionist, right? Because it's like, if I try and I fail, then I'll feel bad. So don't try, don't fail, and feel good. You know what I mean? And and the problem with that is that it's really, when you when you know your purpose or when you decide your purpose, you realize that that is a way of wasting time on making a decision or like stalling to make a decision, mm. right? And so that's one way to procrastinate. There's also yeah. the other way to procrastinate, which is productive procrastination, right? So Or you get sidetracked on another task and completely push whatever other thing you had going on. Right, and, it, and it feels like, oh, I'm being productive, so there's nothing wrong with this. And this is probably what I would say 80 to 90% of people that I know of do is that um, they don't really have a way of prioritizing themselves, and which is uh, the most unfortunate thing in the world because we're, we're almost all taught to try to be selfless, right? And the problem with that is that you going after what you want in life is a selfish act. And it, and it actually benefits other people for you to go for what you want in life. Mm -hmm. Because what we do in life inspires somebody else, right? And so by you not doing what, you're, what you are uh, here to do, not only are you not inspiring the people that you would inspire by doing it, you're inspiring the people closest to you to do what you're doing, which is not what you want to do. So ultimately the whole thing is this. Productive procrastination, uh, just to kind of boil it down to its nuts and bolts, uh, would be like saying, okay, well, I have this whole list of things to do, right? I've got to go to work. I've got to go, uh, I got to cook dinner. I've got to, you know, go to church. I got to, you know, do all these other things. And they all have some importance to you, right? The problem is that none of them actually move you towards what you feel is important for your life. Mm -hmm. So you still have this kind of like this nagging feeling but you're doing, you're so busy and it's easy to say, well, I don't have time right now. Right. Right. So that's really the biggest problem that I see most people run into is productive procrastination. And I think you have to make it, make it a priority, make yourself a priority. You know what I mean? Like if there's something you really are interested in doing, setting a goal for yourself, um, make your, literally put yourself first. I think a lot of times you're right. People get, sidetracked by 
the daily duties if you're like a mom or you know you have a family or you know you work a different job that's not related to what you want to do and you know there's other tasks that you have to do you have to be able to say okay let this is my we set aside some time for yourself um because you're right you at some point you do have to be selfish and i think a lot of times being that word selfish is has such a bad connotation because you know we're always thinking about other people in the context of that but you're right. If you don't, if you're not selfish, if you're not thinking about yourself, nobody else is going to be thinking about you. Right. Nobody else is really going to be helping you to feel fulfilled in your life. So you have to kind of take that on as your, that's your main goal really is to right. make sure that you're happy, make sure that you feel satisfied, satisfied and fulfilled with your life. So right. I agree with that. And, and I guess the main thing is that people who are able to be selfish and also give eventually are the people who have created every job who've given every dollar uh on some level they're the people who can give the most generally speaking because they've built themselves so much imagine a tree that doesn't produce you get what i'm saying that's ultimately what it's like to not be selfish it's like oh i'll just i'm gonna give as much as possible not take anything for myself what, where would you be? Where would the world be if that's all we had? So it's it's giving and taking is important. Mm -hmm. So um, and then so finally, we've talked about uh, the two other types of procrastination. Uh, I think that one of the other uh, ways that people procrastinate is essentially by by fear. Right. And it's almost always fear. Right. But fear procrastination is literally um it's a different animal. Like you feel, you feel like, oh man, what am I, you know, I'm, I'm, a, you feel afraid, but mm -hmm. you, in your head, and this is a lot of times associated with people who have anxiety, uh, depression, um, other types of ailments, mm -hmm. right? So if you have fear, actual physically, you can feel the fear, then the problem that you're having isn't necessarily the same it's not you're not procrastinating because of some type of a indecision or from who you are as a worldview the reason why you're procrastinating is generally speaking because you you are either too far into the future and looking at how people will see you or you know um in a negative light a lot of times it's it's anyway there's a whole bunch of different reasons why i won't yeah. go into but mainly, here's the thing. At that point, there is a, a fair bit of work to do because right. you, now you have to reason away your fear. Yes. You know what I mean? You have, to, you have to use your logical mind to beat your emotional mind, which is, I mean, that by itself is work. So if, you, if that's you, I would say um, this, that's outside of the scope of this uh, episode. I would say talk well, to a I therapist say, or talk to somebody yeah, absolutely. who is I more would of a say, professional in that area. Absolutely. And this isn't necessarily how to calm anxiety, but I think a lot of times when it comes to procrastinating, you kind of have to write down, you know, if it is based on, you know, you just, like I said earlier, right. just being overwhelmed, you know, you have to kind of write down what those emotions are. You know what I mean? I, I think at the very least, just identifying that it is that it is anxiety or that it is, you know, being overwhelmed or 
you know, whatever it is. But um, I think just the fact that you're identifying it so that, you know, when you go to, when you, you know, prioritize it or when you set out planning to do whatever it is you're trying to do and you start to have those feelings or you start to, you know, get get to that point where it's like you're having those feelings and you can say, okay, I already know, I've been here before. Let me move past it so that I can get to where I'm trying to be. So I definitely think that's a huge important step in trying to, you know, move past the emotional barriers of, that cause procrastination. Right. And, and procrastination is not an easy subject. It takes a lot of determination. Um, it takes a lot of introspection. And ultimately, you have to, if you want to get over procrastination, if you really want to stop procrastination, then you've technically already come to the point where you realize, I'm willing to do what it takes. Right. Um, the problem that a lot of people have is just gaining the skills to look into themselves and being patient enough with themselves to forgive themselves when they procrastinate. Uh, and so that's why I say it's, there's no shame in saying, Hey, I need to talk to a therapist. Um, I need to talk to, basically I have to have a support system. Right. You get what I'm saying? I have to have somebody who's there to support, or, you know, and a co accountability partner, somebody that can, right. you know, hold you accountable for, um, for you actually pursuing or, you know, following through with your goals. You know, I think that's definitely been very helpful for me is just, you know, having a buddy or something like that that follows up with you on a regular basis, you know, and is like, hey, man, how's that? How's that thing at project going? You know what I mean? Because right. I think a lot of times people don't want to feel like, you know, they're letting somebody else down. They don't want to have to report, you know, bad news to somebody that they, you know, respect or that they're friends with or whatever. Right. So that um, that's honestly like a motivation um, a lot of times for people to, to do what they need to do because they know they're going to have to answer to somebody, you know, that's um, going to be following up with them. So I definitely think that's that's definitely a helpful tool. Right. Exactly. I agree. So, so I mean, I like I said, I think the key takeaways from this, um, obviously, if you're listening to this, you've. I feel like you've already done the first step in helping and trying to get through procrastination is identifying that you actually are procrastinating. <laughs> exactly. And and admitting it to yourself right. because that's the hardest thing. And just to kind of recap, uh, I think that the most important thing you can do if you know that you're struggling with procrastination and you want to stop it is you have to understand that the, the problem isn't necessarily what you're trying to do or the problem isn't necessarily that you're procrastinating. It is that you need to dig deeper into knowing who you are and, and what your true purpose is for yourself. Um, and once you get that, your path becomes so much easier uh, just to make sure that you're navigating. And also having a support system Right. Knowing, OK, I have these people that I can talk to, whether that's friends, uh, family, whether that's a therapist, whether that whoever it is, it doesn't matter. But you need to know that it's something that you truly want. You have to know your path and you have to have support. Right. So thank you for guys for tuning in to What's Better Than Great. If you want to download the transcript, it'll be available on what's better than great dot com forward slash how to stop procrastinating. 
I'll talk to you guys on the next episode. All right, you guys. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Bye.